Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot, your host. I'm here to tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. In fact, the immediate future. For several hours after the Denver Broncos beat, or excuse me, lost to the New England Patriots, I thought that the Browns had actually clinched a playoff position. And the reason I thought that was that the Denver Broncos were one of the few teams that are in the playoff hunt that actually owned a tiebreaker against your Cleveland Browns because the Denver Broncos had beaten the Cleveland Browns earlier in the season. However, I found after many hours of investigation through the NFL tiebreaker procedure, there is a scenario whereby the Browns could still manage to lose out have 10 victories, be tied with a bunch of teams, and still not make the playoffs. So it is a time for great celebration because the Browns had a tremendous victory on Sunday, coupled with a number of key losses by teams that are the Browns' rivals. The Browns have a huge probability of making the playoffs, but it is the Cleveland Browns and anything less than 100%. Oh, it's just not quite there yet, but it's within our grasp. It's so close. It's almost impossible to screw this up. I'll tell you all about it. Let me turn down the music here so that I can think. <laughs> and by the way, thank you again. 
to Freesound Music for providing the the uh, music for our show. This, of course, is Joy to the World, and somehow it's managed to be non-copyrighted music. I don't know how that's possible. It seems like everything, even things that you learned as nursery rhymes when you were a kid, wind up getting copyrighted by some kind of music house. But anyway, thank you very much, and here we are. So I'm going to uh, share a PowerPoint presentation with you. Give me just a second, and um, let me boot this little dude up. And hang on, present, share a screen, window, why didn't the Browns clinch? Let's share that, let's magnify it, let's go to slideshow from the beginning. Okay, so what happens? Um, after the Patriots beat Denver, the Broncos can no longer tie the Browns at 10 wins. And that's very big because they owned the tiebreaker versus Cleveland. Now it doesn't matter because even if they win out, the best they can do is make, ten, uh, make nine wins versus 10 for Cleveland. 10 is more than nine. Broncos cannot uh, uh, tie the Browns for the um, the uh, uh, wild card tiebreaker. Now there are maybe other ways that the Broncos can make the playoffs if a bunch of teams uh, lose a bunch of games and wind up having a tiebreaker at the nine-win point. Though that, so I'm not saying that the Broncos are out of the playoffs. I'm just saying that they cannot push the Browns out of the playoffs, okay? So don't misinterpret, please. So I don't want to get any angry letters from um, Broncos fans. Oh, maybe I do want to get a bunch of angry letters from Broncos fans. So, yeah, I don't care. Maybe I'll just use the false information that the Broncos have been eliminated, even though it's not true. I don't care. But, okay, let's suppose... Let's look at the worst possible case, because that's what we're talking about. What clinching means is that even if you lose out and all of your rivals win out, that you're still in the playoffs. That's what clinching means. If the Browns were to lose out, stall out at 10 wins, what are the other teams that could contend for wildcard positions at 10 wins or more? Well, those teams would be Buffalo Bills. They're at 9 wins. Also, our divisional rivals, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, both of those teams would need to win twice. They are at uh, um, 8 and 7. In fact, everybody in the world is at 8 and 7. Over in the AFC South, there are three teams that are currently tied at 8 and 7. That would be Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston. Hmm. Okay, now let's think about what's going on here. The Browns have already beaten Cincinnati twice. Okay, so we own a tiebreaker against the Bengals. Um, the Browns have also beaten Jacksonville. They have beaten Indianapolis. They have beaten Houston. That sounds pretty good. And we've split versus Pittsburgh. That sounds pretty good, but that's going to come back and bite us a little bit. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. Buffalo, <coughs> over in the AFC uh, East is, <coughs> pardon me, is the only team 
that we have to worry about. They could win nine if they lose out, ten if they go one and one, or they could win 11 games. And um, so they are the only candidate to win a wild card from the AFC East. Uh, no Jets fans, you are not going to the playoffs this year. I mean, the press from New York really makes me want to throw up. They think that they're going to the playoffs every year, all the time. And, you know, yes, you've got Aaron Rodgers on your active roster right now. It don't matter, man. But we're going to play these guys on Thursday, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, you've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got Joe Flacco. I like our chances pretty well. And if we beat uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jets on Thursday, it all becomes moot. But anyway, uh, the other teams that I just mentioned have to win out to get up to 10. The Browns already have 10 wins, so there's a big difference there. But, okay, for a long time I thought that the Browns had clinched with their 10 wins, which are better. All right, now let's talk about what the... the tie-breaking process actually is. I looked it up on the NFL website. And what they do basically is you first apply the tiebreakers within the division to identify who's going to be the candidate team from each division. And then you apply the tiebreakers again between those teams that are at the, the uh, top, tie, top top wild card candidates from each division, okay? So you don't consider all of those teams, all those six, seven teams all together in one pot. You first separate them, uh, pick one team from each division, and then compare uh, two or three teams, depending on how many divisions are involved, and compare those teams, okay? So we have to first pull one candidate out of the AFC North to send up against the other divisions to participate in that multiple team comparison. And that's where we get a little bit hung up. Okay, we know that Cincinnati cannot be our candidate, but what about the Steelers? We'll get to that. Okay, AFC East pretty easy. It's going to be Buffalo if there is a candidate that now they can still lose out. It doesn't have to be them. Um, okay, but here we go. So the tie-breaking process and in all of its glory, and I've simplified the language here to make it simple, but basically what you do first is you go head-to-head. -head. Um, does one team have an advantage head-to-head, -head, especially that's pretty easy if there's only two teams involved. If there are three teams involved, or three or more teams, the head-to-head -head may not be obvious, but if, if you've beaten all the other teams that are in the conversation, then you get to go. Uh, if not, then you have to go to the next step, which is uh, what about in the division record? Who's got the best division record? That is the problem in our case in the AFC North. Pittsburgh has the best division record. They've uh, lost to the Cleveland Browns, and uh, if they win out, if Pittsburgh wins out, that means that they will have beaten Baltimore, and so they're going to have the best division record if they indeed get up to uh, their 10 wins. They have no choice in order to do that. 
So, they will be 5-1 and one in the division. And if there's a two-way tie with Cleveland or a three-way tie with the Bengals, doesn't matter. They will be the candidate that will go into the next round uh, with the other divisions to get selected or not for the wild card. They're, they're our first choice to send out to be a wild card from our division, from the AFC North. Okay, so we'll talk about that in just a minute, but just for completeness, uh, after the division record, if they're the same, which they're not in our division, is very clear. Um, Pittsburgh is number one, we're number two, and the Bengals are the worst. But if it were tied, you would then go to the best uh, percentage in common games, and then the best conference record, and... Um, than the strength of victory in all games. Okay, it hardly ever gets to that. It, it might actually get to that point um, uh, if it came down to a comparison between us and the Chicago, uh, or not Chicago, but the Buffalo Bills. It could get, it could go that far uh, in certain circumstances. We're not going to get to that point though. So, just for information. Okay, uh, let me take now some time for a public service message. I used to be a Salvation Army volunteer and work in the Adult Rehabilitation Center over in Dayton. So I want to tell a little bit about how that started since it's Christmas time. Uh, Reverend William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army back in 1852 and he decided to have kind of a different way to hold church and instead of having a traditional uh, church service he decided, you know what, I'm going to just work in the poorest parts of London, England, and preach directly to the poor, homeless, hungry, and destitute, rather than the richest people he could find. Could have had a very comfortable life as a preacher, but decided, no, that's not the way I'm going to do it. And so he traveled throughout England, and uh, his converts became volunteers themselves and spread the gospel uh, from one person to the next, and eventually their organization, which at that time was called the Christian Mission, later became the Salvation Army, had uh, 10,000, excuse me, not 10,000, 1,000 volunteers and evangelists within 10 years. Okay, so these people were not the elite among society. They were described on the website of the Salvation Army. This is not my words, but the words from the website Thieves, prostitute, gamblers, and drunkards. This Man, this sounds a lot like some sports bars that I've been to. No. <laughs> but okay, so they were among the first converts to Christianity. See, there's hope for all of us. In fact, they were also preaching and singing in the streets as living testimonies to the power of God. And they addressed not just, you know, the... Uh, the church service, but they go to the physical, financial, and emotional well-being of each individual to strengthen the people that they uh, serve. So it was a really cool organization. I really liked what they did, what what um, I helped them with in the rehabilitation center in Dayton, working with uh, ex-convicts in many cases, drug addicts, and really watched how people grew, and it was an opportunity to give to others, and that's really the reward that 
people in the Salvation Army receive is giving is its own reward. Okay, one more view graph, and then I'll pause for our sponsors. Okay, so what do they do? And I've listed some things uh, here in the red for those of you who have visual. They have, of course, religious services. They also do things like respond to disasters, natural disasters especially. They have social services for food and shelter for people, uh, counseling, youth services, senior centers. Hey, I'm a senior. I would like that. How about that? Christmas programs, especially, you know, the red kettles and stuff out in front of the stores. Well, that's the Salvation Army. They are very concerned about human and sexual trafficking worldwide. This is something that, you know, they're not just London, England now. They're all over the world, very concerned about this massive worldwide scandal, and they're doing something about it. Uh, they also work with veterans support, prison services. So they're doing a lot of things, and uh, there's an opportunity for all of us to get involved if we want to. Okay, so that's that. Let me pause now for a few minutes for uh, our commercial sponsors, especially on our sound-only uh, platforms. And uh, Johnny Cleveland, okay, you're up. Go for it. Okay, and we are back. Okay, all right. Let's see, and that's where we started at. Um, okay, we just said the East is easy. Buffalo South could be one of three teams. The AFC North could be one of three teams. Excuse me, actually that's not right. The South, actually one of these teams is going to win the division, and then two of the teams will be wildcard candidates. In the North, we know that Baltimore is probably, well, I should say we don't know it, but they will probably win unless Cleveland manages to win out and Baltimore loses out, and then Cleveland could still be the division champion, I guess. Uh, there is nobody from the AFC West that's going to be a wild card candidate this year. So, here we go. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. 
From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, and here we go. Okay, Buffalo does not have to be the candidate at nine wins. They could still lose out. But if they win at least one game, one game out of two doesn't seem like too much to ask for, then they would be the AFC candidate and potentially participate in the tiebreaker if they don't win 11. Um, they're playing the Patriots in Miami, and you'd think that they would be able to probably get past the Patriots. Um, but, you know, they also have a chance to beat Miami. They handled them pretty well, I think, uh, earlier in the year. And um, their conference record would tie them with the Browns and Steelers, who are also seven and five, would be seven and five um, in their conference record. And they would actually have to go to the fifth tiebreaker, in which case the uh, Buffalo has a much stronger uh, uh, winning margin, and they would become the uh, wild card number five or the top wild card position and so I think as long as they win at least 10 games Buffalo is in so that would leave two more wild card positions to be decided in this scenario okay so let's say Buffalo gets in and then there's two more to be decided okay and um, we don't have to worry about the West but what about the South this is a little bit more interesting because you have three teams that can also potentially win 10 games. Let's go to the AFC South. You've got Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis all sitting there at 8-7. and seven. Um, The thing that is really screwed up here for us Browns fans is that Houston beat Pittsburgh. And that means that they own the tiebreaker against Pittsburgh. Uh, even though we own the tiebreaker against Houston, we can't get past Pittsburgh to be the candidate from the, the AFC North. So if Pittsburgh is the division's highest seed, that means that they would go up for that next wildcard position. Um... If on the okay now they play each other, and uh, Houston versus Indianapolis, and so one team or the other, let's just say that Jacksonville wins out, and everybody, uh, the two teams are at ten and seven. Uh, the other team can be no better than nine and eight. So if Indianapolis wins, beats Houston, both Pittsburgh and Cleveland own the tiebreaker over Indianapolis and so Indianapolis would not get the wild card in that case and then Pittsburgh would get uh, the sixth wild card and Cleveland would get the last wild card in that case so we kinda need uh, Indianapolis to beat Houston uh, when they play and that would result in the Browns making the playoffs even if the Browns lose out but, you know, as I'm pointing out in the bottom, if Houston 
gets that wild card number six, then wild card number seven goes to the highest seed from the AFC North. And let's talk about that in detail. Why is Pittsburgh the highest seed? Well, the uh, and again, we're talking about the worst possible case. They haven't played that second game with Baltimore yet, but let's assume that they beat Baltimore. That will give them two wins against Baltimore, and they've already beat Cincinnati twice, and they would have a division record of 5-1. and one. That's the best in the division. They would uh, get the first uh, division tiebreaker, and they would go uh, as the division's representative to be the wild card. The Bengals are not going to uh, make it as a 10-7 and 7 wild card. I don't think there's... As far as I know, there's no way that they can do that. Now, they could if a bunch of teams lose games and they win out. or they. Uh, I think if there's a, a wild card that's uh, awarded for nine wins, they have a shot at that. But I don't see how they can possibly... Well, or, or if Pittsburgh loses all of its games and they're not in the in the uh, mix, but I don't think that there's a way that Cincinnati ever can get past both Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh on the uh, tiebreakers. So they would they would need Pittsburgh to lose out, I think. It would be very improbable for the Bengals to make the playoffs, and I'm not quite sure exactly how that works, but I don't think they've been totally eliminated. But basically everybody in the world has to lose everything and they could probably make it as a number seven wild card, the last wild card. So, okay, so Indianapolis beats Houston. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, could get in, and uh, the Browns could also get in if everybody has ten wins. And that that's, speaks to just how difficult it's going to be for the Browns to screw this up. It's almost impossible almost impossible to be 10 and 7 and not make the playoffs this season. So I'm pretty happy about that. But it's the Cleveland Browns and it's still possible to screw this up. It's still possible. The best way is for the Browns and Joe Flacco to take care of business on Thursday and that would absolutely clinch it. The New York Jets are one of my least favorite teams in the in football because of the way that they worship the quarterback position they are even worse than the browns ever were about their franchise quarterback and mr wonderful aaron Rodgers. they have really made a travesty of um, blaming the quarterback for all of their problems on offense the fact of the matter is is that they just genuinely stink on offense i cannot imagine that they can come up against the cleveland browns and they're really good defense and especially the defensive front uh, I just would be I would be just so very disappointed if the Jets are able to pull out a victory and especially with Joe Flacco getting a chance to face the team that cut him uh, you know the, what a dis- 
disgusting decision that was. Basically, the Jets decided to get rid of their veteran quarterbacks. Why? Because they didn't want to hurt the feelings of Zach Wilson. And that really makes me mad. I, you, you know, if you've heard this show at all, you know that I really am against the idea of protecting the feelings of quarterbacks and kickers. I think that's nuts. I think that those people need competition in order to survive. And you shouldn't have people with fragile egos in the game of football. Competition is a good thing. You want to make a point of having a backup quarterback on the practice squad at all times. That, you know, a number four quarterback that's just learning the basics is a good thing to have just so that you can uh, have somebody in case you have multiple injuries at the quarterback position, which is not that improbable. And my position has been borne out this season where we did have to have four quarterbacks. And, you know, kudos to the Browns for being able to find Joe Flacco on short notice. That was really a miracle, Christmas miracle. Um, but I don't want to make a habit out of it. I think the Browns have been very, very fortunate, um, also very skillful. But they need to plan for these kind of situations and just have somebody that they're training for the long term. And uh, you just never know when, when injuries are going to strike and you need to have those guys available. Not just give away guys like Joshua Dobbs. You know, it worked this time. Don't do it again. And then the same with kickers. I think you need to have somebody that's learning how to kick in Cleveland Stadium. Uh, it's not easy. And a guy that has experience, understands the wind currents, the shape of the stadium, the condition of the field, how it behaves in poor weather. That's very, very valuable. And even if he's a below-average kicker, even if he's the 40th best kicker in the NFL, it's very important to have guys like that that you can call upon maybe two or three years down the road. So, okay, I've given that speech. Uh, go get him, Joe Flacco. Uh, I can't wait for Thursday. And um, we'll just see what happens. The Browns are so very close to clinching this playoff position this season I'm not as scared of Baltimore I our number three quarterback uh, PJ Walker uh, can beat the number one team in the NFL the San Francisco 49ers there's no reason to be afraid of Baltimore we already beat them once bring on whoever you want the Cleveland Browns are in this and I think that they have enough uh Staying power to go the distance. I'm not saying that they're going to win it, but there's no reason why they can't. Take care, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.